welcome to Ask a Pastor, the podcast where you can ask the pastor, well, anything. In this episode, Pastor Chip Stevens is joined by one of the ministry team at First Baptist Jackson to answer your questions. Now, let's join Chip and his guests in the studio. Hey, we're so glad to have you back for our Ask a Pastor podcast. Today, I have Robert Fortenberry, who's our global outreach pastor here at First Baptist Church Jackson and also kind of serves as a prayer coordinator for us. He's going to be our guest both this week and next week. And so, Robert, thank you so much for, for being here uh, with me today and, and, and helping answer the question that people have submitted. Well, I'm glad to be here. I really am. Appreciate the chance to have some interaction with you and, of course, with our people through the podcast. I really look forward to this. Well, we get some great questions. Yes. And again, by the way, thank you for submitting those questions, mm-hmm. and we certainly want to encourage you to continue to do so. Robert, this the question that we want to address today mm-hmm. has to do with what's called sometimes Holy Week. Right. And, and here at First Baptist Jackson, we're making a big deal about mm-hmm. Holy Week this year, uh, right. of course, focusing on Palm Sunday mm-hmm. and then also Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, a sunrise service on right. Easter Sunday morning, and then, of course, Easter Sunday and our resurrection celebration and both of our morning worship services. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's that's a little bit different. I mean, everybody is used to Easter Sunday. Right. But what's the big deal about all the rest? I mean, why why should those things be celebrated? What do those things mean? Let's And, and let me kind of give you a step by step, so you don't mm-hmm. have to think all at once. I know how difficult it is to sit in your chair. <laughs> so Mike doesn't allow me that, that privilege. But let's talk about Palm Sunday. Right. Why is Palm Sunday a big deal? Well, I think it's good to take to drop back and look at the entire picture. We're making a big deal out of Holy Week. It's a good yes. thing that we're doing that because really I think that's what the Lord does in the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. When you read through the New Testament, you find that there is a disproportionate amount of time dedicated to the very latter portions of Jesus' life, those last week or two yeah. that, that He was there and those, those things that surrounded that. And in my mind, when I think about why make a big deal out of it, it's because that's what's done in the Scripture. There's mm-hmm. an extra amount of focus that is there. But I think the Lord's idea in doing that is like what we do. If there is a very special event in our lives and we want to remember that, we take a snapshot of it, we we capture it, but then also we put a frame around that Mm. and we put it in a prominent place. I really think that's what the Lord's done with Holy Week in the Scripture. He has not only captured the essence of the, the pinnacle of that with the crucifixion of Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, but also, he's told us the other things that went around that so we understand mm-hmm. what's leading up to that, what comes out of that. He's put a frame around that for mm-hmm. us. And I really think that for us to do the same thing in our celebrations in these days here at First Baptist Church Jackson, totally appropriate for us to do just really what he's done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think too, another way of looking at it is it, 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 it kind of helps us do what we should always do, right. and that is that we should prepare our hearts for worship on Sunday. Yes. And I think one of the great things is you you, you pictured that so well with a frame, like a picture frame, and and mm-hmm. and really make focusing attention on it. Right. But I think that week of Easter, it really it really I think helps us prepare for Resurrection Sunday and the mm-hmm. celebration of Easter when we understand all the things leading up to what Easter is about. Absolutely. And so with with Palm Sunday, 
Of course, mm -hmm. we're celebrating Christ coming into the city. So explain right. that a little bit more. Well, when it comes to Palm Sunday and even the other things that we emphasize during the week, the Scripture has given us for us to see Christ more clearly, mm. but also to see ourselves more clearly. Yeah. And when we examine the characters in the narrative, in the story as it unfolds there, we see Christ more clearly. Yeah. We see Him receiving that adoration of the crowds and all those mm -hmm. kinds of things yeah. as He's coming in. That's right. But then also we see that He didn't trust that. Mm -hmm. His eyes continued to be on the Father and being obedient to the Father's plan for Him. He was not swayed by that in oh, the crowds right. there. We learn from that that's ourselves right. because right. all of us, it is possible for us to be swayed by the adulation of people or even to seek that out we don't need to do that. We learn from that as we see that larger narrative there. Yeah. When we come to the time as he is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane there, mm -hmm. and of course the, the Gospels tell us so much about that. And again, that level of submission to the Father there, mm -hmm. and really quite honestly how disappointed he is with his disciples, his closest friends, mm -hmm. the ones who have really walked this three-year journey with him, and yet still he surrendered to the plan of the Father there. He carries through with that yeah. and understands his role in that. To be honest, when we look at ourselves, we might see a little bit of Judas Iscariot in ourselves, oh, the temptation to go sure. that direction, or Pontius Pilate or Herod or, or Caiaphas or any of those mm -hmm. other characters that are there. We can learn from every one of these. Mm -hmm. But of course, the main focus, they provide the framework for understanding our perfect Savior, mm. our perfect Savior who surrendered Himself to God's plan, who carried out the plan of redemption. And as it says over in the book of Hebrews, He endured the cross, despising the shame for the glory that was set before Him, and He experienced that. And that comes as a promise to us as we look through every bit of that, that if we, as it says in Hebrews, if we will endure as He did, then we are made partakers of His glory in the time to come. You know, uh, a lot of people are excited, of course, about Good Friday for, because, honestly, for a lot of people, Good Friday is a holiday. Right. It's a day off school. It's a day off work. Right, right. And when you think about it, of course, we know with, with Palm Sunday, you're, you're, you're remembering how Christ came into the city on Monday, Thursday. Of course, you're remembering the, the Lord's Supper and the mm -hmm. time with the disciples and certainly disappointment with the disciples. Right. On Good Friday, you know, you're thinking about the crucifixion of Jesus. Right. But interestingly, it's called Good Friday. Right, right. And right. you, you, I guess you'd kind of think it'd be called Bad Friday, but it's called Good Friday. Right. And of course, the reason for that is, as you and I know, it's reminding us that Jesus, the mm -hmm. sacrifice of Jesus is for us. Yes. And the gospel is good news. It is. It is. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, Easter Sunday, of course, the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Right. Sunrise services are something that, I, you know, I don't know that my kids have ever been to a sunrise mm. service. Okay. I mean, sunrise service is something that I remember when I was a kid yes. growing up. Mm -hmm. yes. We would go to sunrise service, and then we'd have a big breakfast at the church, and then we'd mm -hmm. have Sunday school right after and worship right after. And so it right. was a big deal growing up in the small town I grew up in in Alabama. Right, right. But again, I, I mean, my oldest son is 22 years old, and, mm -hmm. and I don't think my kids have ever been to a sunrise service. What's the, what makes a sunrise service so special? Well, there are several different things about that. One, the traditional hymn that we usually sing at the sunrise service, Up From the Grave He Arose. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is tremendous. Wherever you sing it in the world, and by the way, that was a traditional part of our celebration of Easter in Botswana. Mm -hmm. 
when we were oh, missionaries wow. there. Yeah. We had a big Easter conference every year. And we all gathered together and at a, a campground where we all met. It mm -hmm. was the, the place there. And we would get up and we would gather around literally as the sun was just peering over the horizon. Yeah. And you could hear people, even before then, you could hear people beginning to prepare themselves for that so they could celebrate that. This is when it happened. This wow. is it right now. Wow. This is the exact time. And then we would stand around in a circle there and sing Up From the Grave He Arose in English. And oh. of course, I, it says one or English. I was good with either, but we would usually <laughs> sing it in English. And it really was a dramatic reenactment of that. And of course, what we're going to do this year, where we gather our church family and we hope the community, we want everyone to come to that, invite your mm -hmm. friends, invite your neighbors. We really want people to recognize something special mm -hmm. happened there. And even to, again, put a very tight frame. We're talking about frames around yeah, it. Right. We're going to do a close shot on that. Yeah. This is when it happened. This is when Jesus proved he was victorious over the grave, mm. that it could not hold him, that that plan of redemption, he said, it is finished. He went into the ground. He was buried, but death could not hold him. Mm. And it's a really kind of a promissory note for us to say, we're going to experience this one of these days too. Yeah. We're going to pass through death portals. It will happen to all of us, but there's something on the other side of that. And it's a celebration time of unique significance for us because Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if we have hope in this life only, we're of all men most miserable. Yeah. It doesn't stop here. It's not just about this life. There's something out there. And it gives us a chance to put a really tight focus on that. You know, Robert, I kind of want to end on this, but just listening to you talk, I've, I've heard you use the plural pronoun we and us, mm -hmm. and then I heard you use the verb gather. Mm -hmm. And so there really is something to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of these things, Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, sunrise service, Easter, we can read about that individually. Right. We can study about that individually. Right. And we can gain lots of incredible meaning mm -hmm. through that. And it can be a time, obviously, of our individual worship to the Lord. Right. But there's something about the church yes. being together. Right. And so, of course, you know, here we're going to be doing it virtual on Palm Sunday and on Monday, Thursday and on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. But that sunrise service at the Ag Museum, yes. the church gathered together in the parking mm -hmm. lot. Right. Easter Sunday morning at 9 and 10.30, the church gathered together in yes. the sanctuary. Give you a word about that. What, what would you like to say about some, the church being gathered together for things like that? The word that comes to my mind is irreplaceable. There are uh, some yeah, things no that question. happen no when uh, the church body gathers, and particularly when there is this kind of singularity of focus, when we mm -hmm. really zero in on something like we're going to do on Easter Sunday, there's some things that happen between us, between us and God, and all of us in and God together, it's irreplaceable. There's mm -hmm. nothing else that can do that. Yeah. As important as all those individual spiritual disciplines and observances are, there's nothing else that can take the place of that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Robert. You've been mm -hmm. great. And thank you so much for joining us for Ask a Pastor podcast. And listen, uh, we would not be doing our jobs if we didn't invite you to be a part of those irreplaceable opportunities that are coming up uh, particularly on that sunrise service on mm -hmm. Easter Sunday morning at the Ag Museum and also both of our worship services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. here at First Baptist Church Jackson. Thank you so much for joining us for Ask a Pastor podcast. Hope that you have a great day. Do you have a question to ask a pastor? You can send it to us by visiting firstbaptistjackson.org slash app 
or message us on social media. You can find us at FBJacksonMS on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it. Thanks again for joining us for Ask a Pastor.